1: on DAB, online,
2: on the app and on your smart speaker. Following on, Ash's Inquest on TalkSport. What a performance. Good evening all, welcome to the show. I'm John Norman, alongside me for the next hour, Steve, GBH Harmison. Right, let's get into this and get involved here on TalkSport. 81089 on text 03717223344 on the calls. But where do we start? First up, have you ever seen anything like what we saw at Lord's today? Arguments in the stands, catcalls, booing, and what was some of the MCC up to? Well, were they right to get angry? Should Australia have recalled Johnny Bairstow? When it comes to the Ashes, isn't it about winning? Or is there something more? Does the spirit of cricket even exist? Should England have more nastiness about them? Honestly, if the roles were reversed and it was England and Australia, would you have been happy if Stokes had recalled Steve Smith? Call us, 03717 And Ben Stokes today. I thought I'd seen it order headingly, but another Galactico innings from a man who stands alone in the world game when it comes to delivering world-class performances when the pressure is really on. But England are losing 2-0. And instead of changing, it seems England see this as a reason to carry on in exactly the same way. So what's all that about? Text us 810 810- 89. So much to talk about over the next hour or so, uh, and we've got to discuss Jimmy Anderson as well. Uh, First off, though, as everyone knows, Harmy, well, you cross old, rich, white folk at your peril. So Aussies beware for the next uh, few weeks or so. Uh, First question, though, for you, mate. Whose side are you on, England or Australia's, when it comes to the wicket of Johnny Bairstow?
3: Um, for me, Johnny Bestow was out. It was a dozy bit of cricket, and that's, that's it. It's interesting, you know, there's a lot of headline going around, and listen carefully to what Ben Stokes said there just before. He said he was talking about the spirit of the crick, the game, about whether the umpires had called over or whether the umpires had made the move for over, the end of the over, or not. And I think that's all he's talking about, because he knows it's out, and he said that he's out. I think a lot of people are getting mixed up, that the spirit of the game... Means that he thinks it should be called back because the ball was thrown at the stumps. I think Ben's Ben's says there about the umpires calling over. For me, I think it was just a dozy dozy piece of cricket. It really was. You know, Johnny Pesto, he left his crease and 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 carried through the ball at the stumps. And and for me, I look. I'm, I look at. I look at from a if I'm if I'm bowling at a batter and a batter starts moving around, thinking he's lining me up, I change what I'm doing according to what I think is the next move, and how I'm going to get that batter out. So if I'm bowling a bit too straight and he moves across his stumps and he hits me through the leg side, I move accordingly to do that. Alex Carey caught a ball six or seven times. He's seen Johnny Besto go out of his crease. Johnny Bestow has you know, gone out of his crease a few times, and Alex Carey probably thinking about throw the ball. He didn't this time. He did. Now, when he left go, of, let go of that ball, both feet, nearly both feet, but definitely one was firmly inside the crease. And then, as the ball was in mid air, then Johnny Bestow let, leaves the crease. So Alex Carey hasn't thrown the ball when Johnny Bestow has left the crease. If he had, I'd, I'd, I'd push the spirit of cricket. Yes, you are wrong there. he threw the ball before johnny had left the crease johnny should have looked around as stuart broads tried to mimic all the way through for me it was just a a dozy bit of cricket by johnny Besto, and he was out and ben stokes says he was out and some of the other scenes have been i thought some of the the atmosphere was fantastic brilliant got no problem with crowd crowd going and john you know from from inside the ground you inside the ground the, the noise inside the ground i've got no problem with I, what i have got a problem with is people talking about well it's not the normal lord's crowd what's the difference somebody paying 180 pound a ticket then somebody playing 25 pound a ticket nonsense Yeah, you know, the lord's crowd was fired up and it was riled up i've got no problem inside the crowd inside the members pavilion i've got an issue because the players walk through the members pavilion and that and the players are everywhere else in the world the players are at arm's length from the paying public, they're away from everybody because safety
2: reasons and everything like that. But that for me, I thought the MCC members went far too far. Uh, yep, okay, well, look, we've got plenty to get stuck into. We've had Mike get in contact via text. He says, disgraceful from the Aussies. I don't even buy this, it's out to the letter of the law. Rubbish either. Rules say ball is dead when the umpires consider playing over. Square leg is walking in. Uh, We've had um, Tom get in contact. He says we might be 2-0 down but I've had friends message me about the cricket that previously have had no interest. I love it. They want to go down to the nets this week. Brilliant for the game ultimately. I actually walked out the ground um, with a guy who brought his two kids for the first time. And I know what you're saying about Lord's Crowd and it being different and it not really mattering but there were people there today who could afford 25 quid and they took their kids along. They couldn't have afforded to go on days one to four, and they're going to be coming back. Absolutely. So that was amazing. Uh, Michael and Aberdeen for, from Aberdeen has got in contact. He's given us a call. Michael, what do you have to say?
4: Hi there. Do you hear me? Oh, yeah, yep,
2: we hear Michael. you. Tell us what you're thinking, Michael.
4: Yeah, I completely agree with Harmy. Um, I thought Donnie um, made a bit of a mistake there because um, it was a very short time from the ball entering the wicketkeeper's gloves till the time that the stumps got knocked over, and he should never have been wandering out of his
2: crease. Uh, it's, um, Pat Cummins was asked in his post match press conference um, whether uh, underarm bowling and mancading. Is going to take place in the series after seeing uh, after of what happened today. And he said, "Well, we'll have to see how flat the pitches are," which I thought was a pretty good answer. I mean, I don't think there's anybody out there that thinks that Johnny Bairstow wasn't out. I think we all knew he was out. Um, it was just whether. I mean, as a statement from Pat Cummings, could you imagine it as a statement to, with with to work to uh, to call the batter back? Um, I mean, that would have been something else, but. He didn't, and in fairness, if Stokes had done something similar, say we we're in Australia, and England are 1-0 up, uh, looking to go 2-0 up, and Steve Smith does something that Johnny Bairstow did today, and if Ben Stokes calls him back and Australia go on to win that match, could you imagine the reaction back home?
4: Yeah, well, I I understand there is a little bit of controversy, but I really do not see why it's been blown up to such a proportion Because the fact of the matter, he was out. And in my opinion, this is pretty much a schoolboy error. And uh, I, I played cricket in a men's team from the age of 10 years old. And I had to learn the hard way not to do things like that
2: fair enough that's michael from aberdeen Uh, will's got in contact with us via cricket underscore ts he says cummins and Carey made disgusting decisions today good cricketers good guys shocking guardians of the game there will always be an asterisk against their names for destroying the spirit of of the game i tell you what though harmy i've never seen anything like it at lords now i've been in australia and i've sat there and things can get pretty spicy You know, you get a lot of beard up fans on both sides, and uh, you're you're standing there watching the cricket in the heat of the sun. And come four or five o'clock in the afternoon, you know things happen. It wasn't like that at Lords. What it was like at Lords was essentially England and Australia fans having full on arguments. These are people that have toured over. They're in their 60s. They're, They're they're just recently retired or. It appeared that way from where I was standing, and they're basically getting heckled by groups of furious England fans in the ground. It was it was quite unlike anything I've ever seen, especially at Lords.
3: Yeah, a bit like football. You know, a bit tribal, but like football. You know, I'm not yeah, sure. it we, was a
2: little bit more polite a, than
3: that. A little bit, yeah, a little bit more polite than that. But uh, I, again, I come back. We're talking about the spirit of the game. The spirit of the game doesn't come in when it's within the rules. What happened to Johnny Best, though, was
2: well within the rules. It's not. It's hang not on, well hang on, hang rules. on. When when um when back in the day when New Zealand played Australia and uh, Greg Chappell, I think, called on his younger brother Trevor Trevor Chappell to underarm the ball um, with New Zealand needing a six from the final delivery of the game, that was within the laws of the game, and the laws were changed. But it caused such an absolute stink, uh, it was decided that the laws needed to change. So maybe that's something that they're going to look at. But just hiding behind the fact that it's the laws of the game, I'm not sure quite covers it. Um, but uh, but the point, the point is there. Uh, let's talk about Ben Stokes, because, of course, in and amongst all of that, and all of this, We've just seen another incredible innings from an incredible individual.
3: Yes, it was magnificent innings. Um, it was forced upon him to play that way once Bastro had gone and Broad comes out. Um, I think what's going to have what should be happening now, we'll, we'll talk about where the the sort of England dressing room is and what goes with it. But if I'm Brendan McCollum. I go into that dressing room, leading into Headingley, bit like Michael Vaughan did to us in in two thousand and five when we went to Edgbaston. Was take heed to the captain. Look at the decisions he made. He was aggressive. He was um, trying to put himself up against the opposition in an aggressive manner. But he picked his balls. He played the the right way. He attacked at the right time. He made calculated decisions in his favour. So when the ball was high. He got out of the way of it when it was on his body, he re- rode it and let it hit him. when he could get his hands free in the areas he was looking to score, he belted it and from there he, he ran Australia ragged you know he ran Australia ragged he never not there was only probably two or three times, and we've got to remember he was going like you'd not believe he was he was all you know he was he was all guns blazing there's only a couple of times where you're thinking he could get out here because he hit up in the air. Smith dropped him, one dropped a little bit short, and then he got out. The rest of the time, he hit boundary with ease. He cleared the rope with ease. And that was because the ball was in the area for him to score off. When it wasn't, he got out the way, and he and, and when he, and when it was into his body, he rolled it down to fine leg. Or he pushed it across to, to sort of backward point, and he ran to and got down the other end. That, for me, is how England played last year. That, for me, is how England should be playing in this, because I don't want them to change. But that, for me, is what I'd be saying. If I was Brendan McCullum. look at where, the way Ben played, take calculated risks, and put your onus on the back onto the opposition by playing the way the captain's just played. Mm-hmm. Naz has called us. Uh, what
2: have you got to say, Naz?
5: Yes, uh, just a quick one. I remember when England played uh, New Zealand in one of the one days a few years ago, and was it got to got injured? And uh, Colin would, like, get gave him out. They didn't call him back then, so why are we moaning now?
2: Well, I tell you what, New Zealand is yeah. still angry about that. Um, we were in New Zealand at the start of this year. Wasn't Martin Gupto? I think it was, was it Daniel Flynn? Uh, either way, we had Jacob Oram as part of our commentary team, didn't we, Harmy? in New Zealand. We asked him about that, and... Uh, he said that's the angriest he'd ever seen Dan Vittori. It is interesting, though, Naz. You do raise a, a point because there was a, a game last summer, actually, between New Zealand and England where similar kind of situation took place. Can you remember Colin de Granholm? Stuart Broad was the bowler. He went for a big LBW shout, and Colin de Granholm was struck on the pads, and the ball diverted to backward point. Now, Colin de Granholm's kind of all over the place. He's thinking, am I, am I going to run a, a leg by you know, is that an, a good appeal for leg before? Stuart Broad's doing the full-on appeal. And Ollie Pope's the only person with the awareness to pick the ball up, see that Colin de Granholm's out of his crease and throw down the stumps. Now, should England have with with uh, taken that back? I mean, that that's the question, isn't it? Isn't that just as much going against the spirit of cricket as what we saw today? We can't moan,
5: like, when it goes against us when we've done it twice in the past, so...
2: It is what it is. He was out. He was out. Yep, fair enough, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Hugh uh, Woosencroft has uh, tweeted out, isn't the story really about how England basically handed another test match to Australia? The Bearstow thing is just noise. And it's a good point, isn't it, Harmy? Because at the end of the day, if that Bearstow incident hadn't have happened, and if Ben Stokes hadn't have hit 155, and if we hadn't all been enthralled again by another ridiculous test match, Ben Stokes would have been asked a few more questions about how England gave up the best bowling conditions in the match to allow Australia to score 416 and then succumbed uh, from 188 for one to 325 all out. And that essentially was the game done.
3: Absolutely. If it wasn't for that that incident in Stokes' fireworks, I think I think England, England, the England cricket dressing room would be under serious, serious pressure now. And you know that's that yeah, that's a narrative that has just been I think glossed over a little bit. We should be going to lead two nil up. We're going two nil down. And the last time somebody overturned that, a certain Donald Bradman was in the team. So this could be an interesting few weeks for the England team.
2: Absolutely. OK, well, look, it's myself, it's Steve Harmson. We're going to get the thoughts of Jared Kimber very, very shortly here on the show. Text us 81089, call us 03717 You're listening to Following On Ash's Inquest. On DAB, online, on the app and on your smart speaker. order, order. All rise for following on Ashes Inquest on TalkSport. Johnny Bairstow has been stumped by Alex Carey. He uh, essentially scratched his foot behind the the crease as though to say, well, I'm just uh, marking my guard, but uh, it's now dead ball and it's a between-overs, so then he walked out of his crease. Carey, alert to this, has just thrown down the stump. Dead ball had not been called, so went upstairs and uh, the uh, the decision has been upheld.
1: Yeah, I know a lot's going to be made of this. Oh, I thought it was fair. You know, you see Johnny do it all the time. He did it day one to David Warner. He did it in 2019 to Steve. Take the whole situation in consideration. I think it, it first thing needs to be said, it is out.
6: What Kerry did at that level to win the Ashes is absolutely fine. It was pretty dozy batting and he should never have left himself exposed in that way in the first place. Johnny Bairstow was careless
1: wandering out of his wicket like that. It's not really cricket at the end of the day. Absolutely unsportsmanly and it is just against the spirit of the game. Bairstow's fallen foul of some sloppy, lazy, unfortunately, lazy batting. It's the only way the Aussies can beat us at the moment, I think. It's a hard way to go out, but it's out.
6: I don't think that Kerry has done anything Wrong.
1: Same old Aussies, always cheating. <laughs> it's all on barestow that. It's a cruel way to go out, but he made a mistake and he's out.
2: Rolled at the stumps, Johnny
1: left his crease, you leave the rest of the umpires.
2: So there you go. Plenty of debate continuing uh, and it will continue on this show up until eight o'clock as well. Following on Ash's inquest. Uh, Paul has uh, texted us, uh, and he says, "Cricket Australia in 2018 said that they would embrace the spirit of the game going forwards." Uh, We've heard plenty of reaction from the ground, Um, and we've had callers as well uh, to the uh, to the station. Danny, um, what have you got to say about things?
6: Uh, Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, Steve. Um, How are you, Danny? Yeah, not too bad, pal. Uh, just a quick one before we get into the uh, the whole debate about best. Or uh, Steve, uh, my father used to open a bowling with you at Ashington Cricket Club. All right, who's uh, that? Eddie uh, Bell.
3: Oh yeah, I do remember him very well. Yorkshireman.
6: Yeah, so when you were uh, you were a, a young whippersnapper, I think you were seventeen, eighteen, <laughs> second second five for in a cup final, my yeah. dad was
3: at the other end of that. No, fantastic. Sending my best. But what did you make of today? Uh, did you did you think it was in the spirit of the cricket with that good Yorkshire accent? Or do you do you think it was uh it was just on on your own Yorkshireman?
6: Uh, honestly, I'm a little bit on the fence. I think Johnny's a bit naive. Uh, in how quickly he's walked away from there. I mean, I've played cricket myself now for, for 28 years and the keeper's just got that ball in his hands and he's then, yeah, he's tapped his foot behind the crease just to say, look, I'm in. I'm then going to go and have a, a chat with my partner. But it's just a little quick for me so I can see why they've thrown the stumps down and I can see why why they've kind of appealed for it. Personally, as an old-fashioned person of the game, I think it's a little bit like we know what he's doing. He's tapped his down he's, he's moved on I would have personally withdrawn the appeal but in an national test match at that intensity I can see why they've gone no I'm sorry you've you've been a little bit too quick there the one thing I will say is when they're making the comparisons to the Colin the grand home one from last year completely different absolutely completely different Colin has, has played the shot or and then obviously been hit on the pad. He's then gone wandering, like you said, like trying to almost make a run and not know, and they've thrown the stumps down. It's not the end of an over. Uh, I believe from the kind of footage I've seen that the, the umpire's even kind of gone to get his, you know, the bowler's hat off the cliff and kind of give it back to, and I can see that argument for it. I wouldn't compare it to the the grand home one, one iota, not even the slightest. But yeah, it's a bit naive from Johnny. I would have personally liked to have seen him kind of re- withdraw the appeal, but it's an Ashes Test match. We're not talking local cricket. We're not talking even a county championship game. This is the Ashes. This
7: is a pinnacle
2: Danny thank hi, you so goodness. much for your call matey we've had uh, messaging as well from Paul from Northwich he says uh, hi John besto dismissal was just not in the spirit of the game it's like man cadding is that okay now as a result the aussies will probably win the ashes but they'll have to live with the uh, with themselves for a, in the long run loves Stokesy's yeah. interview afterwards showed the class of the man darren a spurs fan has called us uh, on the show what have you got to say darren what I've got to say is Alex Carey did nothing wrong because I was watching it on TV. He was, both
5: uh, Stowe was in his uh, crease when he actually threw it, and to me, he got what he deserved. And I'm an England fan. I've gone to matches.
2: I'm going to Headley. Are you going to boo Alex Carey? No, because I don't think he did anything wrong. What about Pat Cummins? Pat Cummins,
5: I to me. I I just don't think... I think we're making more out of it. I think Mm. people should be focusing on why did it take something that was nothing wrong about it to fire up the England team? Because to me, until that happened, they weren't fired up. And you actually look at both matches, we should have won.
3: I I, I, I honestly can't disagree with that. I think you're absolutely spot on. I also think that the longer time goes the more common sense will prevail in the end and people will see for what it was, which was just a, a sloppy bit of cricket.
2: Uh, Darren, I want to ask you a quick question, actually, because you, you raise a very good point and it's one that we're going to continue throughout the rest of the show. But essentially, England are 2-0 down now. And they yeah. uh, they shouldn't be 2-0 down because they were in winning positions throughout the first test on numerous occasions and they were given by far the better of the conditions over the first two days at Laws. But they're 2-0 down with three to play. Now... Do you think that they should change the way they go about their cricket, play a little bit more percentage cricket at times, a little bit more sensibly at times, not forego baseball completely, or do you think that, as Ben Stokes has said tonight, they're going to use this as a reason why they need to actually double down and go even more baseball if that's even possible? I don't. You see, the baseball
5: issue to me is you can't say England or Australia or other teams haven't played aggressive cricket. The problem that I think England did in this match is when you could see something was going to happen and the batters could see it, they still played the shot. It's about playing that ball at the moment. I played cricket growing up. I played for a long time and I was quite good. But all I see is them playing at balls that anyone in the public could see. You could tell that was going to go and get caught. The way they actually swung at it, and they're not as skilled as um, Root. They're not skilled. Some of those backers are not as skilled as uh, Stokes, and they're trying to play like Stokes. They have to play their own game. They can't play like the probably two. to me, Stokes is unbelievable. He is. He is by far the best player in the world. He is unbelievable. What he's done for England is like what he was doing today was almost like watching both of them.
2: And it was that good. Yeah, it, it was. You're absolutely... I I never really got... I didn't allow myself to get to the position. Jason Cundy and Perry Groves were on uh, Talk Sport at the time and they were asking me about, you know, what it would mean if Stokes was to have done it again like he did in 2019. I was fortunate enough to be at Headingley. I couldn't allow myself to believe that I was literally going to see Stokes do it twice and, and so it proved I didn't. But in terms of big big game play, you know... 2019 ODI World Cup final, 2019 at Headingley, 2022 in the T20 World Cup final at the MCG against Pakistan. Then again today, 155. I mean, the guy is blessed with with just an extraordinary amount of talent. I do want to just hear from Ben Stokes, actually, because going back to the point we're making, and it's essentially about how England are playing right now. So now they're 2-0 down. And I think the question was asked to Stokes is, will anything change with three tests to go? Stokes replied, the situation we found ourselves in couldn't be more perfect for how we play.
3: When you then sort of sit back and, uh, and understand where we are
1: at in the series, it's actually very exciting to know that the, the, the way in which we are playing our cricket is actually more perfect. It actually couldn't
3: be more perfect for the situation we find ourselves in. You know, we have to win these three games to, to get this earned back. And we're a team who are obviously willing to to put ourselves out there and do things against the narrative. So now these next three games is an even a better opportunity
1: for us than I think that we've ever found ourselves in before. Uh,
2: big thanks to, uh, to Danny who's just called in. Will, uh, was it Lords today, I believe, Will? What have you got to say? And, uh, wow, what an innings by Ben Stokes, eh?
7: <laughs> yeah, and that that's why I wanted to call... Um i I'm, would I'm, probably be described as a fair weather cricket supporter. Well, uh, welcome.
2: Well, welcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you're the kind of person that we need to be speaking to. You know, well, I'm, I'm sure you've been to cricket in the past, but are you detecting yeah. a, a real sea change in the in the mentality from people who don't really follow cricket that much?
7: Well, I, I was. I'm in an iron weather to go today because you know, you think about it. When we finished the play yesterday, it was probably going to be wrapped up in, in an hour today. And after that controversial stumping, regardless, move the debate to the side. I feel privileged, honestly, to have witnessed a sporting great in in front of my eyes completely dominate single-handedly one of the best teams in the world. And we had, you know, not and Broad played his part as the pantomime villain as well in that. You know, always making sure that the you know that the audience saw him <laughs> yeah. holding his back. back. It was brilliant. I mean, it, I honestly, it was. I will always remember that as one of the greatest live sporting moments I've ever had the privilege of, of seeing. Wow,
2: that is a brilliant call. Yeah. Well, thank you, and you're right because it was extraordinary. Hey, is Will still there? Is Will still there? I just want to get what he. Well, what did uh, what did you think when Steve Smith dropped him?
7: <laughs> well, uh, how good was uh, that? Was, uh, I actually was getting a beer, so I missed that. Oh mate, it was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind I of
2: thought when he. So the the ball went up in the air and he came in from the from the um, the boundaries. Did Smith? I actually thought when I first saw it that he's dropped the ball because he was about to celebrate. But uh, I'm not sure it was quite that good.
7: Well, when he when he got the third six in a row, I, I don't know. I genuinely couldn't believe what what I was seeing. It, I just to, to honestly to see it live, and I'm thankful that that, that stumping happened because it set fire to the game. And we have a. To- I don't think we'd have seen that innings from Stokes had that not happened. That's a brilliant point. E- yeah. Even though we lost the game, I'm, I'm, I'm still glad it happened.
2: That is an absolutely phenomenal point.
7: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I, 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 and I know what will saying as well, because I was at Headingley in 2019, and I still cannot get my head around that innings. Four years on, Harmie, it still remains. Uh, An innings that I haven't quite managed to get my head around, and yeah. and today, up until England needed about seventy five runs, it looked like I was going to have to uh, have to go through all that again. It, it was, and it was,
3: it was phenomenal. But it's it's been at his best. And, you know, for me, I've been sitting on the cricket collective for two years now. He's the best situation player I have ever seen. And the situation changed when Johnny got stomped. The situation was now it's on me. And whenever the situation is, it's on me. That's when Ben comes alive. World Cup final 2019, it was on him. Even in the World Cup in in at the MCG, when the pitch was, it wasn't the greatest pitch. He knew he had some time to bat, and he knew it was on him to get his team over the line. And it was again today, and it was just that that that, that just that little bit too far. 371 was always going to be a mammoth total. Um and but there was times I'm sure even the hardened Australian fans even the Australian players were looking at the scoreboard going not again and <laughs> we were sitting at home doing exactly the same thing
2: oh they absolutely were they yeah. were absolutely they were lost. bottling it they they could not believe I mean there must have been I mean thinking off the top of my head there must have been at least seven of the players that were on the field today were on the field in 2019 so they would be thinking it's happening again mm. Um. Uh, we've uh, Gaz and Darlington's got in contact with us here at uh, Talk Sport Towers. You can do exactly the same as Gaz texting us on 81089. He says, on the Stow incident, no laws are broken. Correct. Is it against the spirit of sport? Absolutely. The question is, are the Aussies happy to win that way? And if they are, then so be it. But it's oh, not no. for me, and it's not how I'd ever want England to win. So... There you go. It's, it's continuing to split opinion. We will continue to uh, talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about Stokes. We're going to talk about Anderson. We're going to hear from Jarrah Kimber as well. And uh, you can get involved as well. Text us on 810 89 call 03717 This is following on Ash's Inquest.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
1: It was an emotional roller coaster. I think it's, it's fair to say.
7: Can't have a go at the short ball. Do you know what I mean? If duck it, if our opening batters hadn't had a go at the uh, the short ball, then yeah, maybe we would have been able to uh, just leave it alone. The Aussie bowlers would have chain-tacked it, They would have got tired, and yeah, maybe we would have had a few more. Uh, we had a few more batters in the hutch, and we could have carried on going.
5: Very proud of the team. I thought it gave us a chance. It gave us some hope. But for our £25 tickets, it gave us value for
1: money. That's all I could say. We all knew that when Stokes went, it was going to be the end. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it was inevitable at that point.
2: You're listening to Following On Ash's Inquest. Uh, Texas eight ten eighty nine. Like uh, Paul has from Northwich, he says, Hi, John, we'll be interested in Steve's views on England's changes for Headingley. Include wood uh, or pots for Jimmy. Jimmy looks tired. Is Moeen Alley coming back? Folks coming back? Best, I might need a break behind the stumps. Well, uh, I'll ask Harmy all of those questions in about 10 minutes' time. But we do know that folks isn't coming back because the squad has been announced for the third test. And uh, Matthew Potts, Matt Potts, will not be in it either. He's uh, headed back uh, a couple of days ago, actually. He's not included in the 17-man squad. So I'll be asking Harmy all of that very, very shortly. But uh, early on this afternoon, Harmy and I, well, we were joined by a familiar voice. If you've been listening to us here seven until eight following every day's play of the Ashes so far. And Jarrah Kemba, who's been a massive part of our success as a, as a cricket commentary team over the last five or six years, uh, is a regular regular part of, uh, of what we do here. And uh, we began by getting his thoughts a few moments after the game had come to a close, actually, on Ben Stokes' comments that he would have reversed the decision which saw Johnny Bairstow stumped by Alex Carey.
1: It's a nonsense thing to say because he, you never, unless you're going to be in that actual position and have it happen, it, it's almost impossible to say. But, what but I would he's say asked is, the question though, isn't he? So he yeah. has to answer it.
2: He can't say, he, it
1: would have been a deflection, dereliction of he, duty. He could say that in the cold light of day, an hour after the game, he would, he would definitely not do it. But whether he would have done it in the game. The one thing I would say is, I watched Brendan McCullum run out Murali when he was batting with Kumar, when Murali went down to celebrate Kumar's hundred. Right, but it wasn't Brendan out there. No, no, no. But the point is that it was Ben at, at a certain point. You do, you do actually, these things happen in games all the time. We saw the Ian Bell run out where India felt a bit icky about it, but they didn't feel, feel icky about it when they ran the Ian Bell out in that game up at Trent Bridge. They felt a bit icky 10 minutes later, and sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. The problem with that is there was no pause there, and, and they had to do it. But remember that they were trying to run him out that way consistently. So, Australia saw a weakness from Bairstow where he kept leaving the crease for silly reasons over and over again, and he does it all the time. You and I have watched him a lot. He always, after almost every ball, and he wasn't watching what the keeper was doing. They saw that, and they ran him out. I'm sorry, this wasn't like a freak occurrence. He'd been doing it consistently, and they were waiting for the moment to run him out, and they got it.
2: Uh, they didn't run him out, though. He wasn't attempting a run. He was stumped. He, there was no benefit to the battle, was there? I it?
1: think it is run out. It went down as run out in the book, didn't it? No, it went no. down as they stumped. They put stump. Oh, okay, they changed it. I, no, see, stumped I, from the start. Yeah. So I thought it should have been stumped. But I've been, I've been sitting next to Fraser so Stewart. So he
2: wasn't trying to get...
1: See, this is the difference. He wasn't trying to get an advantage. It doesn't matter if you're trying to get well, an it does advantage. If and, if no, 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 no. No, it does. I'm sorry. It does not matter if you're trying to get an advantage. The creases are painted out there. If the ball is live you are supposed to be within the crease. That is your job as a batter if you do not want to be run out at any stage stumped. while the ball is live. It doesn't matter if it's run out or stump mate that's a
2: complete nonsense. No, it, the crease, it, it does make, it a, does difference does not make a difference because one suggests a batter is trying to complete a run and the other isn't. No. that actually is a difference. It does not but that
1: but that but that's a that's a pointless um take and that's a scoreboard take. If you are not inside your crease, they could take the bails off at any time. You can be run out or you can be stumped if you are not inside your crease. He should have been in his crease. He shouldn't have been consistently leaving his crease without checking, especially if the Australians had noticed that for, what was it, eight times that they'd seen him doing it on the TV? So come on now. I mean, eight times he left his crease when the ball was live and on the eighth time Australia ran him out. If Johnny, had, if Johnny was out of his crease when Alex Carey threw it, then
3: I think there's an issue of spirit of cricket because Alex Carey's trying to gain an advantage when I think everybody everybody knows that Johnny is not looking to try and gain an advantage.
2: Uh, I want to talk about something that I think that we can all agree on um, <laughs> just to get uh, Jared's perspective on Ben Stokes today because once again... So when the final wicker went, I was in a position on TalkSport where actually I didn't know where to begin <laughs> because where do you begin to sum up that? So as a journalist looking back at the five days that we've had, do you focus on the short stuff that took place on day two? Do you talk about, do you focus on the fact that England didn't take advantage of helpful conditions on day one and what that means for Jimmy Anderson moving forward mm. to the third test? Do you talk about the fact that Moe Ali is coming back? Do And so that's going to change the makeup of the side. Do you talk about uh, Pat Cummins' uh, captaincy, which again, at times, defy belief a little bit? Um, or do you talk about the bearsto incident, or do we talk about Steve Smith? Or do we talk about the fact that once again we saw something from Ben Stokes which shows that the guy on his day can kind of achieve godlike status and do godlike things, although today it didn't quite work for him. Look, I
1: think you can talk about the entire two weeks. It's been a crazy ashes, you know. You know, moment after moment has just been incredible. I think today, look, the Besto incident will certainly get you know people talking. A lot of people just don't understand the laws to to be to be honest as yeah, well. Yeah, a bit
2: like the Mitchell Stark and that the Mitchell the Stark, Mitchell Cat, Stark one, the Mitchell Stark
1: one, Mitchell Stark one as well. Also the Ben Duckett one, as where Alex Carey moved. A lot of people thought that he'd done something illegal there as well. Which, people just don't understand the laws but I think that for me the, the thing today is uh, you know watching Stokes play that's probably one of the best test innings I've ever seen uh, it's incredible to think that it may not be his best test innings that he might have played an actual better than one than that but I think that should be the main takeaway other than the fact that you know you know, the whole Baz Ball um, edifice might be crumbling, right? Which is the, the, the other major thing. But I think right at the moment, I don't think you can look beyond what Stokes has done, especially because England have been in both those test matches. So even if you want to say Baz Ball isn't working, it's not been that far away from working. In both of the England could have won both of these test matches in, in many different ways. But I think for me, it was Stokes. What, what I love about what he does is everyone goes on about the big, uh, game um, stuff and, and all that sort of stuff. But actually, from a technical point of view, he's just an absolute master at doing exactly what he needs to do for game situations and pitch situations. I don't know if you noticed this today. He was only attacking from one end. He just stopped attacking from the other end and his ability to block um, and then find the single and then slog a six and just switch the between the three of them it, it, he just he does exactly what he needs to do in these sorts of games you can look at that last world cup final you can look at the world cup final before that um, the, the ODI world cup final before that you can look at headingley and this his ability to just mold what exactly what he needs to do at every stage is just absolutely brilliant and look the big the big match stuff is is great but for me it's the technical side of things that never gets talked about enough we go on and on about his personality the man is a genius in difficult situations and that should be remembered that he's also a very very clever batter
2: Jared Kimber joining myself, uh, John Norman, in the Lord's uh, Media Centre shortly after the close of play today. Uh, Steve Harmison alongside me. Just had this tweeted from George DeBell, our old mate. The MCC have suspended three members pending an investigation after the incident in the long room earlier. It was a little bit ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen it on social media, and you don't really live on social media like most people, me, but, I mean, come on. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it did get the crowd going, but... If you are privileged enough to be in a position where you can stand within inches of a touring uh, international sports team, you need to remember, you need to respect that. You can't be screaming in a bloke's face as he's, you know, heading upstairs to eat a chicken Kiev.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that was my point right at the very start. I'm not bothered with the, fan, the, the crowd's like... You know, the narrative of £180 a ticket to £25 a ticket. I'm not bothered about what happens in the crowd. They pay their money. They've got the right to say whatever they want. But in the pavilion, I'm sorry, you're it's different. You're an ambassador to the MCC. And if you have stepped out of line, which obviously one or two have, they should be punished because a player, the player's safety, yeah, can you imagine if that happened somewhere else? I mean, you know, let's not even go there. But we, there'll be a lot of talk about security issues, this and security issues that. For me... I'm sorry yeah you've you've stepped over the line you should be chucked out because some of the stuff that was coming out of the the long room was was not acceptable for because of the the history of the game and the way you go through you've always done that it might make them think might make Turin teams think no, no, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to change the way we get onto this field and if to do that there'll be some uh, that logistically that'll take some doing
2: I, was, I don't know if you just heard me. I was chuckling away whilst you were saying that. just had a brilliant message in from Steve. He says, as much as I was angry about the stumping from a patriotic point of view, Bester was naive to think the Aussies of all teams wouldn't profit from it. But one thing I've never seen before, and I don't know if you ever have, Hobby. one thing I've never seen before, says Steve, is a batsman sledging the fielders. Yeah. Broad was superb. He was. Cummins yeah. was avoiding eye contact such was his embarrassment and it, it is true usually the sledging comes from the fielders to the batter not the other way round but I tell you what that was a performance from from the ages by Stuart Broad today. He was absolute gold in that partnership with uh, with uh, Ben Stokes. He was, and do you know what he was doing. It was brilliant. And it was, the best the it was best. Thing he was hilarious. The
3: best thing he was doing was taking the pressure off what the fielders were trying to achieve with Ben, and everything was back on. It was all on on Brody Brodie <laughs> wanted the whole thing put onto him, and because he knew he needed his captain to be in total control of what he was trying to do, and Brodie tried to, as he normally does, play the showman and make everybody come to him, everybody aggressive against him, everybody want to sort of have a go at broad and he did that perfectly and it was a brilliant bit of gamesmanship to take the pressure off Stokes and allow Ben to do whatever he needed to do in the in the in that moment of the game. I thought it was brilliant from Stewart. Hey, Jim from Birmingham says,
2: Harmy's gone all BBC. This is <laughs> this is Talksport. You're blacklisted, aren't you? Uh,
3: I'm blacklisted. I'm blacklisted by them and, well, and MCC, I think. And ECB, <laughs> ECB. nobody
2: likes me, but I think you've
3: got to be we realistic. Like
2: Harmy's gone all BBC. This is Talksport. <laughs> Get behind England. You're absolutely right, Jim. What a disgrace you are, Harmy. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, we but stumbled, this, we've but, actually stumbled on a point, actually. Look at them. I mean, Bairstow dropped a lot of balls yesterday and he hasn't scored a lot of roads in the test match and he dropped a couple of catches and missed a stumping in the first test. And actually, because he because of all the furore around what happened, he's kind of escaped a lot of criticism from the fact that, you know, he has just been stumped. He should have just marked his guard and waited for the over to be called and, and we when we talk about it, he could have he could have scored a century and won the game for England today. He could have, but you know, it comes back to the fact that it's it's
3: sort of getting away from the fact that Australia didn't win because Besto got stumped. Australia won because England misused the new ball and the the, the conditions that they had right at the very start of the game. And to remember the 188 for one after 37 overs when Nathan Lyon walked off and ended up giving a deficit. Ended up giving Australia 100, uh, giving a 91 run lead. So yeah, and when you talk about yeah little little things in games, and we are papering over a little bit of the cracks here that england have been the boss in a large part of these last 10 days of ashes cricket and they're gonna go two nil down so when ben says right we you know we, we're in the perfect position where we we just play our play our way but we've got to play smarter and play better um let's see but whether there's any changes or not i'd be very very surprised the bowling attack will change but i can't i couldn't see anything other than this top seven going through the whole ashes
2: series Uh, Our our producer, Scotts just told me that when uh, Pat Cummins put down a a tough court and bowl chance, Stuart Stuart Broad said, do you think that's out? (laughs) He was brilliant. He was was
3: fantastic. It was was brilliant by Broad to take everything on his
2: shoulders because he needed his captain to play
3: the role he was going to play. Did you hear what
2: he was saying to Alex Carey? Uh, No. He was saying... You do realise, mate, that's all you're oh, ever going to remember for. for. Yeah, I did get that, yeah. <laughs> Kerry will probably turn around and say, yeah, but I've just <laughs> I've just won the Ashes.
3: Yeah, but, yeah. It, it, that's coming from Brody who nicked it to slip and stood there and didn't walk. Well, so. he
2: didn't nick it to slip, though, did he? He nicked it to the keeper who needed to he slip. He
3: needed to slip, but it's still the, same. the slip, The slip caught it, so... Yeah, you know, it's it's still it, look. These are these are what make the game great. This is why we do the show. This is why we are desperate for people to get their sort of vent their frustrations and get their opinions in. But at this minute in time, England got a leads two nil down. They should be going two nil up. And England haven't lost this because Johnny Besto got stumped. England lost this for me because they played some brainless cricket in the middle of the game. And phew, do you know what? They shouldn't have been chasing two seven uh, three seven one.
2: Okay. Right, we've only got a few moments left. Let's talk a little bit about the cricket. Well, we have been talking about the cricket, but you know what I mean. So we're going to be heading up to Leeds. We're both going to be there. Hopefully we're going to get... uh, We're going to see Goffey at some point, but um, he needs to... Just check in. No, he still hasn't answered my message. Um, What do England need to do? Harvey, it's as simple as that. Don't say take the chances. What do they have to do? Because... You know, you can't be bowling for a hundred overs at this Australian batting lineup week in, week out. You know, you've, you've, we need we need to be bowling them out. We need to be obviously scoring more runs. If they're not going to change the batting, what are they going to do about the bowling?
3: Yeah, they're going to have to change the bowling. Um, the, the top seven are going to play. What do they need to do? They need to play smarter cricket. Keep being aggressive. I'm all for that. Don't change. Just play smarter. I've got no problem with the way England are trying to play. I just think there could be a lesson here to the way their captain played um, and pick and choose the balls that you try and belt out the ground. And But
2: uh, can I just stop you there? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I, do, yeah. I do Now, Stokes is never, ever going to come out and bag his players. No. Right? But do you it, he think, see it in the privacy in the of the dressing room, do you think that there will be a kind of, come on, lads, you know, yeah, oh, I we're going to so. back you, whatever. But what do you think? You hope, I hope so, but so, do yeah. you think... Do you think that at the end of the day, the England coaching setup have got a situation there where they can turn around to the players, or are the players just going to look back at them and go, "Hang on, you just you've been telling us the last year just to back ourselves"? Is there they can't turn around and say to them to to rein it in? Can they?
3: No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying rein it in. I'm not saying rain that in. was I'm just, raining
2: it in though. I'm it? Saying, don't take on the short ball. Uh, is no, no, I'm not in?
3: saying don't take on the short ball. I'm saying take on the right short ball. So if that short ball is 90 mile an hour and it's too high and it's at your head, the you know smart uh, the smart move is not to play it. It's to to get yourself in a position where the, to play the ball when it is in your favor. You haven't got three men back. You are gonna if you've got three men back and the ball's in a in a dangerous area and the short ball. You know, don't get out of control of your body movements and try and whack it out the ground because the likelihood is you're going to hit it up in the air. So make sure that you, you, you either get out of the way of that one or you fend it into the gap down right under your toes and you can run too. And you're basically giving Pat Cummins a, a, a message to say, well, if it's in my area and it's in my favour, I'll hit it. If it's not, I'll make sure I get runs off it and I'll give you a give you captaincy, a little bit of a run around. That's what Ben Stokes has done all afternoon. Now he hasn't. He's had he's had three men back, but he's picked and choose the balls that he's tried to hit for four and six. The ones that have been too close to his body, he's let them hit him. The ones that are too high, he's let them go. Now that's that's being smart cricket. Get in a position to attack the ball, and if it's not in your favour and your percentages, don't hit it. You know, the attacking option would be to get out of the way of it because you've got a better chance of hitting the next one. That's what I hope the dressing room is being told. Because you know, some of it was, some of it was just brainless. Some of it was frantic. Some of it was brainless, and under pressure, you could see that there was a little bit, there was a few cracks under pressure. Where do England go? They need to. They what's your, what's they,
2: your bowling lineup right
3: my, now? My bowling, my bowling lineup right now. Mo and
2: Ali's
3: back. Mo and Ally's back. Mark Woods in. Josh Tongues in. And I'm. And Whoa! I'm, you can't drop Broad now, and mate. And I'm. And I'm. And I'm looking at. I'm. I'm probably giving Anderson a rest because yeah. I need him for. Uh, he's going to have to play at his home ground in Old Trafford, so that's a no-brainer. Um, I don't think Robinson's. I think we're looking at the older Robinson and not the new Robinson, which concerns me a little bit. Um, if Broad, you've got to remember, Broad just played three get, three test matches in four weeks. If Broad is good to go, he plays, not a problem for me. If he any sort of doubt on him, then you might have to look at someone like Chris Wokes. But I think if I had my choice, my fo- my bone attack would be Wood, Tongue, Broad, Moen and Alley and, and a bit of Ben Stokes would be the team I
2: would, I would uh, send out at, at Leeds. Well, look, we're going to be doing a preview show from Headingley on Wednesday. So uh, we'll see if you change your tune. And, of course, by then we might actually know the team. We, in fact, we probably will know yeah. the 11 won't we? But before we wrap up, we've only got a few moments to go. You know, there were two batters that scored more runs in that test match. Two English batters that scored more runs than the player of the match, Steve Smith. One was, of course, Ben Stokes. The other was Ben Duckett. Um you know, it's not often you score 98 and 83 and you're almost forgotten. In fact, really, him getting out uh, for 98, he got more criticism than, than he got praise. But I'm not sure, was has he announced himself on the world stage with those two innings? Um, or is it just uh, validation for what England possess? And that is a a cricketer who has proved in this test match that Wanting to get bat on ball ninety eight percent of the time can also work against a top quality bowling attack. Absolutely, and he hits good
3: he hits good length balls. For the for boundaries, so and he's proactive. But he up until he, he he top edged that one and he had a little bit of brain fed last night. I think he's I think his role is brilliant. He's got a thousand test runs at nearly a run a ball, so yeah, you know, he's he has announced himself. The best thing I think about Ben Duckett this this week was he learned from him his mistakes at Baston. You know, playing half hearted at the wider ball and not being fully committed at the balls that he nicked. Um I didn't see that this week he was he was very very assured at going at the ball. I felt as though he was in control of what he was trying to do. Not many times he played and missed he doesn't leave the ball and when he goes at the ball, he goes at the ball with good good balance and he goes with conviction to try and hit it in a in a positive frame of mind one or two times he yeah, you know, but that's that's going to happen when you go at a high percentage of 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 the delivery. So, no, for me, it's a massive tick in the box for Ben Duckett this week. Um, and I and I thought he 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 got better than than he was last week. So he learned the challenges for the rest of them. Can you learn from these last two weeks when you have had the game in your hands both times?
2: You're going to have to do that three times to win the Ashes. A message for Harmy. Uh, the amount of free runs we have given the Aussies and Extras is shocking. The difference between the teams each innings is about 20 runs after four innings. Now, How come as a bowler they haven't sorted this out when the series have come down to such fine margins? That's from Stu. Good point. Great
3: point. And I think that tells you how out of rhythm Broad Anderson and Robinson were in, in that first innings because of the amount of no balls that, that was on show. These guys are these guys are so experienced, especially the the Bro Anderson, and I think sometimes when you haven't got rhythm and things aren't sort of feeling a hundred percent, then you do get little uh, little mistakes creep into to what you what you're doing. So that's where the the extras have come into it. Good point, well made.
2: Yeah, we've heard something similar as well. High Talk Sport, both teams have lost dismissals because the bowler overstepped the crease. The batsman has to stay behind the crease while the ball is in play. And uh, um, Tony says, hey, they won the toss and bowled. Cardinal sin, that's what lost the game. I'm not sure about that. I mean, Australia would have bowled too. Yep. Uh, at, at best, those Stumpen didn't
3: lose England the again. England were in great positions, win the toss, overhead conditions with Broaden and Anderson, 188 for one, no Nathan Lyon. We can say at best, though, we can paper over the cracks as much as we want, but at the end of the day, we did not ram home the advantage when we've had it in the two test matches, and Australia are a hard nosed, tough team,
2: and that's why they're going 2 0 up. Harmy, thank you so much, matey. We'll be back on Wednesday for uh, Ash's Inquest, following on Ash's Inquest. If you're only just joining us or you missed any of the show, it will be available via the following on podcast feed very, very shortly. So go over to there uh, and hit the subscribe button. That's pretty much all we've got time for this evening, though. Thanks so much for joining us.